0: Hi, everyone. It's a delight to be able to share with you today. Uh, For those who don't know me, until the end of January, I was part of the wonderful Citygate team. I was an elder and part of the senior leadership. But at that stage, I stepped down from those roles and finished full-time work. In the middle of February, Val, my wife and I, took a holiday of a lifetime to New Zealand. And when we got back, it was just in time for lockdown. So we couldn't put our house on the market, and we've been waiting till now to do that. Our plan is to move to Exeter as soon as that goes through. But. Bournemouth is not such a bad place to spend a few extra weeks. We are both well, and we hope you all are too. And look forward sometime in the future, being able to meet up personally uh, with you all. Here's what I want to share this morning. The original series of Star Trek introduced every episode in the same way. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise, its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. And space travel is the ambition of some, and the dream of many, but not everyone wants to leave Earth's orbit. And very few will ever actually do it. So space, the final frontier? Well, not for me, and probably not for you but there is a journey that we will all take. You can't buy a ticket and there's no published timetable, but it's an inevitable journey. The journey to all our final frontier. Sue is going to share something of her story now. Let's
1: hear it. I've been working in palliative care with a Macmillan for the last seven years. If you have an illness that cannot be cured, palliative care makes you as comfortable as possible by managing your pain and other distress and symptoms. It also involves psychological, social, and spiritual support for the person and their family because we deal with the whole person, not just their illness and symptoms. It's a huge privilege to serve people in their last stages of life, though it can also be emotionally challenging too. While at work about three years ago I was clearing out a patient's locker, I came across a booklet called Why Jesus? It showed me how to take my first steps of faith, how to begin my new relationship with God and how to speak with him through prayer and reading the Bible. I learned that as a Christian, death is something we don't need to be afraid of because Jesus conquered death. Even though one day we will die, none of us knows when that will be. We will live again and be with him forever. God is with us in the good times and the difficult times. I've learned to take one day at a time and not tomorrow, tomorrow's worries because God has already gone before me. The Bible shows me great examples of faith we may not be able to see or touch God, but in our hearts and in our mind and in our spirit, we know he's here and in control. So it's safe for us to trust him and let go.
0: So Sue helps people in the final stages of life, in that last part of the journey. So yes, death. Is our final frontier and life is a journey towards that destination. Yet we find it a journey hard to prepare for. Writing your wheel, planning your funeral, discussing end-of-life care are not easy things to do. Deep in the human psyche is a fear of death, a fear of losing all that we have experienced so far. And psychiatrists tell us that behind many life-limiting conditions is the dread of death. So it's interesting that the Bible claims that one of the reasons Jesus came, one of the promises in a sense he makes to those that will follow him, is to deal with that fear, that dread. The writer to the book of Hebrews put it this way. Jesus shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. And throughout the history of the church, it is clear that trust in Christ has helped people face the reality of death with faith and not with fear. And it's proved time and again that those who have learned to die well, live better. They live more fulfilled lives with greater purpose, joy and resilience, but how does the Bible help us to boldly go towards our final frontier? Well firstly, Jesus once said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now when he first said that he wasn't talking in this context, but the principle behind what he says is true here, the truth will set you free. So the reality is that for most of us we will die peacefully in our sleep. Most people who die in old age, that's how it happens. There are facts of death as well as facts of life. In childbirth, there is a sort of regular, predictable pattern for what will happen in labor. And usually that proceeds without any major crisis. And so it is with death, there are regular patterns of what happens in the final days. So for most people, In their last few days, they will become increasingly tired. They will sleep more and more for extended periods. And during sleep, sometimes they would become unconscious. And then right at the end, they will drift into sleep, slip into unconsciousness and die peacefully, without serious pain or discomfort. And simply knowing that can ease some of the fear that people hold about dying. But of course, anxiety about death is not just about those final moments or those final days. It's concern about the gradual decline in physical strength and the danger, the possibility of mental or emotional instability that can come for the elderly. And the Bible doesn't ignore that fact. In fact, The Bible is often quoted in training people who are involved in geriatric care. And that's because in Ecclesiastes 12, which is part of the Old Testament, there is a vivid poetic description of what happens when life's energy begins to fade. Eugene Peterson wrote his own version in modern English uh, of the Bible. And this passage in Ecclesiastes reads like this in his version. Honour and enjoy your Creator while you're still young, before the years take their toll and your vigour wanes, before the vision dims and the world blurs, and the winter years keep you close to the fire. In old age, your body no longer serves you so well. Muscles slacken, grip weakens, joints stiffen. The shades are pulled down on the world. You can't come and go at will. Things grind to a halt. The hum of the household fades away, yet you're awakened. Now, by birdsong, hikes to the mountains are a thing of the past. Even a stroll down the road has its terrors. Your hair turns apple blossom white, adorning a fragile, impotent matchstick body. Yes, you're well on your way to your eternal rest while your friends make plans for your funeral. Life, lovely as it is, is soon over. Life as we know it, precious and beautiful ends. The body is put back in the same ground it came from. Does that sound a bit stark? Well, the Bible doesn't shy away from telling you how it is. Following Christ doesn't offer a detour, another route from the normal experience of ageing. I know I'm already slower and my eyes are weaker and no amount of prayer is going to stop the process of ageing. But as we travel this last part of the journey, If you're a Christian, you know you never walk alone. If people have any knowledge at all of the Old Testament, they probably recognize this sentence. The Lord is my shepherd. It's a poem, in fact, a song really, sharing the experience of someone who knew God personally. And for him, His experience is described like a sheep being with a shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it tells of God being with us through every stage and phase of life. He is with us when life is restful, like walking in green pastures by still waters. But he is also with us when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He's with us as we approach the final frontier. And if you know his presence, you can say, as the writer of this song sang, I fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff comfort me. Dying in death is a challenge, and the Bible doesn't pretend otherwise, but his presence makes all the difference. So can I ask you, do you know him? God has promised to be with you. If you follow Jesus in this life, through his son, God will be with you right to the end and through the final frontier. So do you know him? And if your answer to that question is yes, I need to ask you, how close are you walking with him? Because comfort comes with closeness. If you are distant, if you've wandered off down your own path. Remember, comfort comes with closeness. I pray that each one of us, as we get into our final years, will be able to say and echo this scripture which says, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed every day, though outwardly we are wasting away. Inwardly we are being renewed day by day. How do Christians overcome their fear of death? We are partly knowing the truth about the final stages, more significantly by being close to God and knowing him as a loving shepherd, a loving, Presence. But it's not just about knowing He is with us now and then, but that Jesus will meet us on the other side. Paul, an early Christian leader, when he was in prison, facing the possibility of a death sentence, wrote this for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. He went on to explain, I desire to depart and be with Christ, for that is much better. It's staggering, isn't it? Instead of hanging on, clinging to life for all it's worth, instead of Following Dylan Thomas's advice, he doesn't rage, rage against the dying of the light. He desires death because he knows he will be with Jesus. He says something similar in another of his letters. He writes this, as long as we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we live by faith not by sight we are confident i say and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the lord that is though our relationship with god through jesus now can be wonderful it doesn't compare in any way to what it will be like to know jesus after death. And the only image, any only illustration I can think of that would come anywhere close to that change, that greater depth of relationship, is the difference between a long-term, long-distant engagement, which is maintained simply by emails and video calls and infrequent visits, Compare that to the intimacy of marriage. One is good, but one is far, far better. One is all about promise, the other is about fulfilment. One is filled with longing, the other filled with laughter. The difference between what we experience now of God and what we will experience then is staggering. And Paul, who was a man who suffered much in this life, wrote this, for our light light and momentary troubles are achieving or preparing us for an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. That far outweighs them all. If you are a Christian, I urge you this morning not to fumble and stumble your way through life, but to boldly go through life and death with him. I have one final thing to say. There is one way in which Death should induce in us a kind of dread because in a very real sense, it's an unnatural, ugly thing. When a loved one dies and we feel moments of anger, we share in God's revulsion at death. He hates death. In a famous article, the theologian B.B. Warfield wrote about Jesus's reaction to the death of his friend, Lazarus. In the Bible it tells us that Jesus wept about Lazarus. And then when he stood before the tomb, it says he was deeply moved. Now, Warfield was an expert in biblical languages, and he knew what those words originally conveyed and was afraid that we missed it. So he explained, inextinguishable fury seizes upon him. Tears of sympathy may be in his eyes, but his soul is held in rage. He advances to the tomb as a champion who prepares for conflict. Jesus, God the Father, hate death because death was not God's original purpose. It's a reversal of all that he intended life to be for us. Life is supposed to be a joyous discovery of the wonders of a good creation and delight in our wonderful Creator. But human rebellion destroyed the original harmony and allowed the process of death to invade this creation. But God, in his mercy, sent his Son the Lord Jesus Christ, to defeat death. Through dying and being raised from the dead, Jesus defeats death and gives us the opportunity to stop being rebels and to become loyal, loving children of a heavenly Father. If you are exploring faith, then know a relationship with God through Christ can help you face your worst fears and enhance your deepest joys. I see, I encourage you to seek him who is the resurrection and the life. And if you are a Christian, you're already following Can I remind you that the Bible says that death is the last enemy and it will be our last battle, our last chance to stand firm for Christ, your last chance to witness to his amazing grace, your last chance to exercise faith. Christ wants to help us to win that battle decisively, to enter eternal life with a head held high, singing praises to him, declaring hallelujah, what a savior. God bless, go boldly.